0: Coast to Coast NBA Podcast. And forward, from Central
1: Arkansas, six, Samuel Leach. Middle, from
0: New Mexico, 7-2. Hannah Yoshinaga. From North Carolina,
2: 1-yard, Dylan Woods. All right. Back for another episode of Coast to Coast there. I mean, I didn't call the last one Coast to Coast on the title, so uh, I guess the it's title is up for grabs. Whatever whatever the title is, we're back uh, after the first weekend of games, the real playoffs, uh, not the kind of playoffs play in games, but every series has now had its game one, and we are just a few hours away from a couple of game twos later on, but before we get anywhere close to a, a game two, we can start by going over some of the uh, the game ones that that had our eye. So I guess first off, which which game one did you guys enjoy the most, just from a pure entertainment value standpoint?
0: I was going to say that I really enjoyed the Knicks and the Hawks, not necessarily because I think that those were the two best teams of the entire weekend, like above all, but just seeing playoff basketball back in Madison Square Garden was a big deal and seeing how into, like, into it the fans were um, obviously up until the end and just because it was so back and forth like there was never really a large lead it seemed to more than three or four points if that so that was kind of exciting to see and it, it was disappointing I think for the Knicks just to end it on that note because that was just the most Knicks ending of all time but I think we're going to get a pretty good series out of that
1: yeah same here I I really enjoyed it I I it, it was awesome to see a full Madison Square Garden crowd, as you said, Hannah, and to see how the, the game just fed off of the crowd. I feel like it's been so long since we've actually seen a, a game really be affected by the crowd and all the fans. That was really refreshing. And the basketball is awesome. Trey Young really found his own in the, in the playoffs in the second half. It, it felt like he was kind of taking a leap and sort of the eyes of everyone potentially becoming like one of those elite uh, creators and performers. Bogdan Bogdanovich was ridiculous. Um, A bit of a coaching uh, mistake, I think, by Tibbs to bring in Franklin Alakina to guard Trey Young on that last possession when he hadn't been in the game the whole time. You you gotta at least give him a couple minutes to get used to the game and get in rhythm. And I think they may have had a better chance then. But um, at RJ Barrett dunk, it was just, this was, a really bad couple days for power forwards, for star power forwards. We had Porzingis, we had Randall, we had Anthony Davis, all just dropping absolute duds in the first game. And Randall was the main reason they lost. This this is going to be a really fun series.
2: Do you think the power forwards union just had an off? Uh, like, what do, you, what do you think happened with all the power forwards?
1: I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they all got psyched out when Nell Gallinari decided to uh, look like a uh, Robert De Niro and taxi driver for some reason. That was that was the worst haircut choice I've ever seen in my life.
2: Is the is Danilo Gallinari a power forward now?
1: I, I think so. I don't know. When John Collins he's, is on the bench, he's not very know he's powerful small. as a power
2: forward, but I guess
1: he's he a stretch he, forward. He
2: isn't small either. He's not a small forward, but
1: he was a stretch forward last year for the Thunder. Yeah. E- either way it was it was a very fun game. Um but Randall definitely needs needs to do better.
2: Yeah. uh, We were talking before the series started and I said that this might be the most boring first round series. And then I watched the game for two seconds and realized that Madison square garden was going to be hosting at at least two or three playoff games in the first round. And then I realized that, okay, this is actually going to be quite, quite a fun series. And it was a close game, like, like a few of these games were this weekend and then probably the best ending of any game with Trey Young's layup with a second left after a couple saucy moves to get by Frank. You yeah. I don't remember who was guarding Trey Young before that last possession, but definitely a weird move to bring in a guy who hasn't played all game to guard the other team's best player down the stretch.
1: Yeah, it's just you need to give him more time to get adjusted to it. It, it was it was kind of disappointing. Uh, BS Tibbs has been a, has been a great coach all all season, and I think I think he just kind of kind of panicked with it with Trey at the end and realized that Trey was just sort of beating the team in effort. There, there were some really stupid Trey Young foul call BS that I hate, but. You got to respect the fact that he's mastered that part of the game
2: so are, are both of you going with knicks hawks for the most exciting most fun game of, of the weekend because I, I have a different answer I, I, have,
0: I have a secondary answer but i well, think Hawks are still the answer, you're, you're overall.
2: primary so i think we got to let yeah. us go primary first
1: i i thought the, the most fun game for me was the heat Bucks, the first game of the playoffs what? it was the, that was the one way of the, the two boring teams games made, to me no it was not you, the, the way that the two teams matched up against each other that was so other, slow i i would disagree I, I i just thought it was really fun the way, the way they went at each who, other who and,
2: in that game had an awesome game everybody played below average from
1: chris middleton and drew holiday and a lot of the and duncan robinson yeah jimmy butler and bam Adebayo didn't have a great game but it just showed me it's gonna be a fun series I mean, Giannis didn't play to his max capacity, but that, that just means that Bud will adjust. And uh, Jimmy and Bam, they they were guarded really well, but um, hopefully Bam can integrate his floater back into this game because he, he wasn't even looking at the basket. But I don't even think it's, it wasn't a more fun game than the Knicks and Hawks, but it was, I could tell it would be a All more right. interesting series. The
2: question was, what was the most fun game? So, kind of. Dodging the parameters of the, I, I
1: enjoyed the, I enjoyed the the end of the the Bucks uh, Heat game more than the Knicks Hawks game.
2: I think the only reason why that game was even was even resembling a good game was because it was close. I think it being the first game of the playoffs, like right off the bat, afternoon game, both teams were kind of feeling each other out. I will say though, huge for Milwaukee to win that game, because I think I think, oh, I think yeah. both of those teams are going to get a lot better. But if if Milwaukee drops game one, all of a sudden people are saying that that they might. It might be a repeat of last year with Miami. Beats them again. The yeah, game. well so, big boost
1: for them. I mean, if, if they lost that game, it could have gotten into their heads and they could have been rough. But I mean, props to Drew Holiday. This team looks much better with him on it. That's all I have to say. He yeah. he, he was really good and he got that uh, that block um to save the game at the end, I believe. I don't even remember.
2: I remember he had a big layup. He had a big.
1: I've watched so much basketball layup. in the past, like forty-eight hours. Yeah. But I believe I believe he he did get a block to end the game, and that was just great to watch. They the Giannis needs to step up for the Bucks to be a contender. But if he does, they're they're scary.
2: Yeah, I will say, uh, so far, at least after the game, once the three East contenders—the Bucks, the Sixers, and the Nets—not really any of them jumping out as like, okay, this is going to be the team to to like come out of the Eastern Conference. All of them kind of played iffy games, but all of them won too. So I think that's going to be something to keep an eye on moving forward throughout all their series for who is going to be the one to emerge. And then especially the Bucks and the Nets with those two looming. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Match up, which one of those teams is going gonna, is gonna to beat the other one because they're probably going to match up. Okay, so my answer is, I think that Lakers-Suns game, I think the Phoenix crowd and also just the stakes for the first round series, like I think, the defending champions going against Phoenix, who's one of the one of the more fun teams to watch in the league, and I, and I had some drama, had some injury drama, had some had some uh, some bruisers going at it, some fighting. I think that game was the, was the most entertaining to me, and also the Lakers lost, which is a key plus in that department. But yeah, what do you guys think of the Suns Lakers? I, th- I think that's going to be the best series of the first round.
0: You're going to have to excuse the dogs that are getting into a, a shouting match behind me you can hear that.
2: What the Lakers are using in the first round this year?
0: And I think this is, this is just the dogs reenacting what happened in the, at the end of the, yeah, the Suns Lakers game. One of
2: them's Harold, one of them's uh, Payne. Yeah.
0: I, it was funny to me, though, just the way that, that, that like somehow in that entire exchange campaign is the one that got thrown out and not Harold, who just joined a conflict he was never part of and came in specifically yeah. just to shove campaign to the ground. I mean, I'm not going to complain, but yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. But anyway, I, I thought it was an entertaining game for the most part. Obviously, the Lakers could have played a lot better, and I don't think we're going to I'd be really surprised if they played that poorly uh, again. I think that this is what happened to them in those two game ones last year against the Blazers. They did that against the Rockets. They did that. And like granted the Suns are much better than either of those teams were. And I understand that. I think I'm going to just hope it's a feel out game, not be too concerned and not overreact to just one game in a seven game series. And I think there will be a lot of good back and forth because there is some existing rivalry and competition between the two teams. And that does make it fun. So I I agree with it on that. sense.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I agree with Hannah. Um, this series is going to be really fun. It's going to be close. I think the Anthony Davis, I would be incredibly surprised if he has a series like he just did. Uh, DeAndre completely surprised me with how well he played and how well he defended Anthony Davis. And that matchup will be really important for the series. LeBron does not seem to be 100%, which is something to look for as the playoffs go on. I don't know if he'll pick it up, but he he wasn't able to back down the kill bridges like, like he normally is, where he can just put someone low in the post and just score on them or pass out. Uh, they also shot uh, 27% from three, uh, which is kind of an outlier. I don't see them doing it again. They're, they shot 60% from the line i this game was really good i but the problem is is chris paul he says he's going to be ready for game two but that he, he did not look 100 after that injury he, he was throwing oh, passes yeah. away oh. um the shot wasn't falling i would take lebron at 80 percent before i would take chris paul at 80 percent because we saw this with kemba the, those short guys if they lose what makes them special it's really hard to to keep up Uh, Kemba lost his explosiveness. Chris Paul, if his shoulder, if he can't pass and move the ball like he needs to, he's the main hub of their offense. Devin Booker had a great playoff debut, and he's going to be great. But over a seven-game series, Devin Booker can't beat them by himself. I think LeBron's going to come into his own. The team's going to come into his own. Anthony Davis, I would be incredibly surprised if he continues to play this way throughout the whole series. It's going to be a fun series. Chris Paul is the thing to watch. And it really sucks because this this is – probably his best chance in a long time to really make a finals run and he deserves the ring
2: yeah so chris paul obviously the injury like he if he if that shoulder injury is as bad or even close to as bad as it looked in game one like he will not be able to score the basketball at all he cannot Mm -hmm. shoot with that shoulder like he made a couple of them but they are absolute garbage shots and then booker Great game one. I think I think he could put the team on his back, and even with Paul injured, could have an epic series and and like and just be like the absolute superstar in a seven game series. But um, just the way I look at it, the Lakers' only chance of winning this series, or the only reason they'd win this series, is because they have LeBron. Because in any other in any other part of the of the matchup, they have, the, they, have the, they have the they have the disadvantage. They have a worse they have worse depth. They have a worse coach. They have a worse second superstar the way Anthony Davis is playing right now, I think. Oh, okay. okay.
1: All right, all right. Hold up, hold up, hold up. There, no. There's a difference yeah, between no. doing he a better job in the four. regular season. No, no, no. There's a difference between doing a better job in the regular season and being a better coach. We, we can we can say Monty Williams was the coach of the year, but we're not saying he's a better coach than Eric Spolstra. Oh. We're not Monty saying he's a better Williams. coach than Frank Vogel who continued to make the Lakers the best defense in the league the entire season while his two best defenders were injured. And even the third best defender was in and out. Yeah, Frank Vogel made, um, still doesn't really have a solid lineup. He is—he hasn't had all those guys to play with, and he's playing Andre Drummond way too much. That man has to stop playing basketball for this team. He's not a, he is not a—he is not a good basketball player. I really want—I really want Frank Vogel to realize that. But he's not a bad coach, and I don't think Bonnie Williams is better than him. Frank,
0: Vogel I also don't think you can guy. definitively. You, you cannot definitively say Anthony Davis is a worse secondary bat, like second star, than any That's of the other chance. stars yeah. on the Phoenix team. Like, excuse we, me. We were not but gonna let you say
1: that now. Anthony Davis.
0: He had, he one, had one bad game. One game. It was one game. One
1: game.
2: I don't think I don't think one it's one, just gonna be one game though. I think he's. It's not like he's all of a sudden gonna put up 30 He Does times this all, all the time games, though? Man.
1: This is the frustration with Anthony Davis is that he comes in and out he he zones in and out he's not he's not aggressive 100% of the time and i think this Kevin is booker is going
2: to be consistently awesome the whole series
0: i yes. i don't think deandre Ayton is going to be consistently awesome the whole That's series like it thing. was one game He's a young yeah, guy, he, he's not gonna do this for seven games. Are you, are you really are you really long?
1: banking on the effectiveness of DeAndre Ayton, who has played one playoff game in his entire career over Anthony Davis, who was an elite playoff performer the last last postseason, even with some dud games? I, I didn't say he anything get about
2: DeAndre in. I was just talking about Chris Paul and Booker, and then the Paul injury is the is the biggest factor, I think, in the series. But yeah, that's true. I do wanna say the Lakers, I just think this whole last month. The Lakers have just been thinking about whether they can make it back to the finals without considering they have to win, not only the play in game, but three rounds in a row and then make it back to the finals. And now I think so was a bit of a shock that like, oh, wait a second, we have to win three seven game series starting
1: with this game today. And the Lakers were totally they knew they off. had to win three That's seven game series when the season started. Yeah. Yet, well, I don't think you can. Do you I don't
0: think it. you can see that's any more true for the Lakers than like the Nets or those kinds of teams too. Like, what yeah. do you think? Like, how do you think those teams they look at the beginning the the of their thing. game? I on.
2: just think the Lakers were asked about it so much because they they were the defending champions and like Kyle Kuzma. If I had to see another quote from that guy in another story about how, about how the Lakers are going to be fine, I would have, chucked my laptop across the room. But I, I, I don't know. I just I think the Lakers are putting way too much pressure on themselves for therapy.
1: Well, I mean, it's year 18 for LeBron. If you're not doing it now, there's a lot less chance of you doing it next year. This this is LeBron's best chance left in his career to get to five.
0: Yeah, and also I think when you've won the championship the year before, the expectation the next year is always going to be to win another championship, unless you pull like a Marlins and tear everything down. But I don't think that happens very often.
2: Yeah, but like ironically, LeBron was the only guy on that team who even came close to to playing well on in Game One, at least from what I saw. I I can't think of another guy who who came to play and like actually did well on the court. Like Davis was terrible, Uh, Caldwell Pope couldn't hit a shot, Harrell was was pretty bad. I uh, think Carol was
0: Carol yeah. is trying harder than like most of the people on the team. Yeah. Drummond too Carol? Like they were working really hard down there in the post. I, how successful they were, that's a different question. But they were working hard. That's Carol's that's past the one. battle.
1: Not a proven playoff performer. He's not a proven effective playoff player. Yeah. I, I think, think ahead ahead. This. as as this this series is going to be the litmus test. But I think as the series goes along, once you get into games three, games four, Frank Vogel will start to realize you play under Drummond less, you play Marcus all more, you throw in Harold in the middle when, when uh, Dario Saric is out there or Frank Kaminsky, you, you mess around a bit more and slowly the pieces will start to match. This team has not had much time to play with each other and I, I think they'll be fine moving forward. But uh, by the time we record again next week, we, we, could, be, we could be singing a different tune.
2: I'm just saying Chris Paul better be healthy because if the Lakers get off that easy in the first round because after that, the West is wide open. If Chris Paul's hurt and even if he was healthy, there's no obvious choice to make it out of the West, but the Clippers, we can get to them in a second, losing to Dallas yeah. the first game, Utah losing to Memphis and Donovan Mitchell not not playing and at, at the last second being scratched from that game. And then Denver losing, Phoenix, I uh, just we just talked about the Lakers who lost, so. I mean, that Suns' like a series is going to be big for the way the rest of the Western Conference playoffs play out.
1: Yeah, I mean, this this stuff happens sometimes. It's kind of unfortunate that we have, like, the, the pressures of a Western Conference final in the first round. I mean, this is what happened in, uh, I believe, 2019 or 2018 with Rockets Warriors in the second round instead of the Conference Finals. It's just sometimes the the really marquee matchups happen a bit early. But this this series is definitely going to decide a lot. But I, I think that's a good transition to the, uh, the Clippers series. Um, game one... Luca going off what do you guys think I think it was Luca
2: going off and also the Clippers just just not playing in the last three or four minutes or whatever it was when Kawhi and Paul George just were short on everything and just I think it was pretty clear that that they that they still have some demons from from choking last year and now every single time it's close late they're always getting in their own head but yeah definitely alarming if you're the Clippers even if it's even though it's only game one like they have to bounce back in game two and win or else they they could they could be sunk after only a couple of games which would be crazy to say but it could happen
0: this was actually going to be my secondary answer for a game i really got a kick out of watching just because i, I mean, it holds a special place in my heart when the Clippers lose you know as we know but it was it was just so great to see to see the mavericks do this again because this is really what they did in a lot of that series last year they just swarmed them. And the Clippers' defense like, was probably pretty lucky to make it out of that series last year. I think they'd be lucky to make it out of the series again this year if they're not going to be smart. And they're just going to let Lucas switch as many times as he want and hit those step-back threes. Um Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is with the Clippers. Like on paper, they should be okay, but I think like at least part of it's a mental problem. They, you really can't do that at home. And I just think it's funny that the Nuggets and the Clippers both tank to avoid the Lakers, and then they both lost Game One at home. Just a side note.
2: Lakers also lost though.
0: They were on the road. That's different.
2: Oh, sorry. But uh, Clippers, I do think Clippers will be fine. I like if I had to bet one way or the other, I say I still think they're going to win the series, but because like Dory and Smith hit like six threes or something like that, and Tim Hardaway Jr. was was abnormally better than
1: usual. So, well, you do can think balance that was, out with how bad Kristaps was. I wouldn't trust Chris Stapps that much. Well, he he was he was effective in the in the, in their last playoff series. They, if you I remember, don't. we we before before the playoffs last year, we were singing this whole tune like, oh, Kawhi and PG. Two, two of the best wing defenders in the league. They can shut down Luca, and then that's the series. Luca still scored on him. Kristaps was effective. Kristaps was not great yesterday, but or two days ago. But if he becomes a factor uh, tomorrow, I think is going to be the real test because they did not have Kawhi or PG guarding Luca that much. Uh, PG was effective guarding Luca when he could, but Bev tried to guard him. Marcus Morris yeah, Rondo. Let's um, play. Rondo. Rondo
2: got more chances than Kawhi or PG.
1: Um, Doc Rivers, no, not Doc Rivers. Tyron Lue said that Kawhi would be guarding uh, Luca more. So if we see that and Luca still goes off, and the Mavericks still, at the very least, put up a good fight, the Clippers are in some serious trouble.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I would, I wouldn't really feel that much bad, but I just like, I just like watching the Clippers play because the Kawhi is awesome, and I like Paul George because he, when he gets hot, I think he's one of those guys where it's like awesome to watch. But oh, 100%. I mean, yeah, and I, I just don't like the, the Mavericks that much. So I want to see the Clippers win it, but we'll see. if they go down 2 0, it it'll be terrible for their for their team. It'll be better.
0: Yeah, Paul 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 George has got to shoot better. He had a lot of playoff P moments in that game one. That's not gonna fly. Yeah. Really
1: well. Second half he played really well. Second half they played really well. I wanna say that. Um we, we do gotta we do gotta Pay mind to the fact that Kawhi is still a free agent this off season. He yeah, has not resigned. I was thinking they about that. They lose in the first round. Game, yeah. Like I'm just saying, Kawhi to the Knicks is a possibility in the first. If, if they lose in the first round.
2: I mean, I think if I think anything, I mean, even if Kawhi wins the finals, he could leave. Yeah, we already saw that. again in Toronto.
1: So. That's true. I I think if they we'll 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 get into this later as the playoffs go on, but. Paul George just clear, clearly could get the Blake Griffin treatment if they lose in the first round this year. Yeah, and I think that's something to look out for. But if we if we want to move on to the slightly less fun series, but I I, I still enjoy the Nuggets Blazers game. I, I think this is going to be a fun series, even even if it's not as competitive. You know.
2: Yeah. So explain to me and Hannah what happened because we did not see a single second of this game. Right. I think you're the only one who watched the game. Hannah, you watched it, right? Okay. <laughs>
0: I think I logged about five minutes at the end and it was already pretty obvious the Blazers were gonna win. So I don't know how much insightful commentary I have into that. Uh, game I, I
2: do mind. know Jokic only had one assist, but should, should Denver be concerned?
1: Um, Denver should be concerned, but not because of that. Jokic only got one assist, but the team was one for 10 on passes from him. Uh, so I think it was more on the team's execution than Jokic. The, the issue is what we were talking about before. With uh with Barton with Morris and with Murray out, they really just don't have enough guard depth. They they invested in Aaron Gordon so that they could get that guy to guard the Kawhi, the LeBron, um the the, the big wings, but he's not as much of a guard defender. And the Blazers may be the worst first round matchup for them because they have Dame, they have CJ, and they have Norman Powell, and those three guys just absolutely went to town because they there's no one who can guard them effectively. And then of course the the Denver fans boom Melo, for some reason even though it's been 10 years since he was there and he and he goes for 12 points in 5 minutes or something. It's it's going to be a game of offense battling offense and adjustments on both sides. The the problem is is that uh Narkich can actually kind of guard Jokic. I'm not saying he can take him out of a game because no one can take Jokic out of a game, but he can guard Jokic better than Faku Kompazo can guard Damian Lillard. And I think that may be the reason, uh, I think that may be what, uh, what decides the series. It, it, my, my prediction of this being the upset may may, may, come, to, may come to pass, but we'll, we'll see next game what adjustments. Yeah, that,
2: game, that game is tonight also at, I believe 10 or 10.30. So hopefully I'll be able to watch like the, the first half or something, but definitely not gonna be able to catch the end. I'll be fast, long asleep by that point, but um, yeah. We, we might as well close out the Western Conference with the Grizzlies-Jazz game one. I still think Memphis has zero chance to win this series, but they did win Game One with Donovan Mitchell out, so credit to them, I guess.
0: Yeah, my my thought on that game is that I thought it was great to see the Grizzlies put up another um, another good game under pressure because it's, it's nice to see young players able to do that. And I think that that's a good foundation for them moving forward, and especially to see Dylan Brooks because we know he's a he's a really hardworking player, and to see that pay, uh, pay off in the playoffs when it counts the most is great. What what really stood out to me about this game is just more confirmation of what I said last week that the Jazz are the fakest number one seed ever. I mean, that's I I don't care if you're missing Donovan Mitchell, like you're at home, you shouldn't be losing by almost twenty points to an eight seed team that had to be in the plan in like the fourth quarter. That's that's embarrassing. Yeah, like you that's supposed to be one of the biggest home court advantages in the league, and you're telling me like that. It just—it was just sad to watch, and like I don't think they—they don't look like a team that's gonna make the finals. I don't even know if the addition of Mitchell will make that much of a difference because I don't think—I don't think O'Bear is gonna be a great playoff player. Like he's an 82 game player, not a playoffs guy. It's so much easier to steam around that type of player in the playoffs, and it's, and then if you put more attention on Mitchell, then like that's it. You're you're not gonna beat. And assuming the Lakers advance, you're not gonna beat the Lakers. Assuming the Suns advance, you're not gonna beat the Suns. Probably not the Clippers either. It just the the future is looking a little bit bleak for that team in my opinion.
1: The the issue with this team is that especially without Mitchell but even with Mitchell they very much revolve around their three-point shooting they are a team that is built on their defense starting from Rudy Gobert who is a generational defensive player and then they have a one or two creators, whether it's Conley uh, and Conley and Mitchell or Bogdanovich or Clarkson, who would try and create offense, uh, and they, they have elite three-point shooters around them. The The problem is when they shoot under the league average of three-pointers, they shot only 26% from three, which is why I think um, we, we like to have fun sort of overanalyzing these game ones I think I still think they'll be fine as well um I agree with you Dylan um they were the second worst three-point shooting or third point shooting team of this of the game ones and they only lost by nine points but it, it is still troubling but they were shown to be that mortal they I think they suffer from a lack of really elite perimeter creation and, and Mitchell's coming back from an injury. We don't know how good he's going to be when he comes back. And they they need Max Mitchell to even contend with these these real serious teams, the Suns, the Lakers, the Clippers, the Mavericks, uh, in the next round.
2: I just want to say, Hannah said that Utah lost by 20. And then Sam just said they lost by nine. The final score was 112 to
0: 109. No. I just want
1: to make that clear. No, I, oh, I
0: would say oh, they, oh, they were down by almost 20 points in the fourth quarter.
1: I, I I was thinking I was were, thinking about the, the Lakers Suns game. That's my bad.
2: Utah was down 20 in that game.
0: They were almost down 20 in the fourth oh, quarter of the game at crazy. home. I was like, "That's awful. That's so embarrassing."
2: Yeah, I mean, definitely alarming. Mitchell's been out a while, so I would figure he's going to wait till he's 100 to come back.
1: He but... wanted to come back yesterday, but the the team wouldn't let him. So he's gotten really upset at the team, which is something to look out for.
2: Yeah, that's weird. Like, just let them play. You're playing the Memphis Grizzlies. So I know we're getting a lot of hype for, like, maybe up pulling this upset. But, yeah, I, I still think Utah is going to be a one-and-done series team. Like, they're going to win one just to prove everybody, okay, we're kind of good, but then lose to either Dallas or Clippers, whoever, whoever makes mix it out of that series. But, yeah, so Western Conference I do think is pretty wide open with, I, th- I think, I mean, Memphis – is Memphis the only team who couldn't make the finals? I guess maybe Portland, but still, like I think Portland has an outside chance.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think all of these teams ha- have a shot. They just need—they just need to play to their to their max capacity, and injuries just can't get in the way. It, it sucks because the Nuggets really had a chance to make it, like, be a solid team to win the finals, like, legitimate chance. But yeah. with Murray out, it's so tough.
2: If Murray didn't go down, Denver might have just not cakewalked, but gotten pretty easily. The Denver probably no Denver probably still gets the three seed, but if they have Murray, then Denver is easily the favorite to come out of the West right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stinks. They would be mine. It does suck. Do we want to move to Eastern Conference now?
2: Yeah. So we did Knicks Hawks. I guess we can go to the Celtics now. I've already put this game out of my memory for the most part, just because. It was excruciatingly close for a while, and then Brooklyn just surged at the
1: end. The, the shots well, just stopped falling for Kemba and for Tatum, and Kemba the never, got, never got it going. Kemba was terrible. Oh yeah, but uh, so it's so tough. It's so yeah. tough to root for him sometimes.
2: Like you know, it's it's impossible to root against him because he's always positive and happy. Like even when he makes a mistake, he doesn't really show it.
1: So it's yeah, kinda, but that's the thing. It's like, kind of hard like, to be madder than him. That Matt Pelicans game where he went one for thirteen from three and he was smiling the whole time. I'm like, I want you to be upset that you're sucking right now. I want. It's part of the problem with this team is they don't get angry that they're playing bad.
2: Yeah, Tatum never gets angry. He just gets, he just gets quiet and passive. Exactly. That's the thing. Is someone yeah, who they need better the and smart? I guess a little bit, but other than that, even then, that that's Matt the Stevens problem. doesn't get mad enough.
1: It, it may it may be that they're just not as expressive, but um, they played a really good first half. Uh, and the, really the shots just quarter. stopped falling for Tatum. First quarter, I guess, yeah. Robert Williams played great, but the rest of the team oh. just couldn't match his intensity. Nine blocks on the turf yeah. town. Like, that's, that's pretty cool. Has
2: anybody ever had more than nine blocks in a playoff game? I know Tim Duncan had that almost quadruple double. He had nine
1: blocks. but I, I In a singular game, I believe so, but that's the first by Celtics.
2: Yeah, I mean, nine blocks is insane. I don't know why guys keep trying to shoot over Rob Williams. He's gonna, he's gonna get it out of here every time.
1: I don't know, but it was awesome.
2: I know he was the only, he made, he was the only positive out of that game, right? I can't think of another reason
1: to be happy. First half, Tatum, um, Smith had some good minutes. Yeah, want- of that, I mean, we, we didn't really expect to win the series. Um, if we get swept, we get swept. I think we can take. I think I still think we can take a game. But it, it's more just for next season, seeing seeing what works, you know?
2: I think the only way I'd be encouraged from this series is if Tatum just for some reason goes off or if they can win two games and push it to six. But other than that, I mean, I'm going to watch the games, but if you're going to lose, just get blown out, Celtics, please. Like, I got hope again the other day when it was close. No, no, no. no I couldn't help it. It was They were playing well. They had a six-point lead at halftime but then, uh, then it didn't happen,
1: so. The, the record for most amount of blocks in a playoff game is 10, um, with a three-way tie with Andrew Bynum, Hakeem Olajuwon, and Mark Eaton.
2: Well, you are not know taking into account the 13 that Rob Williams is gonna get tomorrow night, but. That's fair. Yeah, he's awesome. If only we had like two more of him to put in the lineup, we might, might have had a chance.
1: I wish, the, the, the block on the perimeter on James Harden was amazing. Yeah, I was literally talking to my number. dad right before that about how many just weird, insane perimeter blocks he gets and then he just got another one. Like it's it's really incredible to watch. He
2: he has a sixth sense for when guys are gonna are gonna go up for it.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, there's not much to talk about this Nets Sixers, uh Nets um, Celtics series. Uh Hannah, do you have anything you want to say about it? I know you're no, my biggest fan. Yeah,
0: I honestly didn't watch the game. I I was doing some. I was kind of watch watching, look, looking at the sport on and off. I was surprised it was competitive at least to start the game. I mean that was that was kind of nice. to At least get something somewhat competitive out of the series because I think most people would probably peg this as one of the less competitive ones overall. So it was great just for entertainment value to see that. I don't, still don't haven't changed my prediction. I have this going like four to five games, and I, I agree it seems to be more about just like seeing what you can get of players um I think this is more of a flag on Kemba just concerning things we've seen from him ever since the Celtics signed him he's been playing I mean, better
1: recently too it sucks
0: yeah I don't know I mean I for what it is it's fine it's, it's just too bad that it's not more competitive Just with Jalen Brown it's is completely different like and I mean with Jalen Brown they're probably not even in the seventh seed if you know what I mean but it's 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 too bad I I did I probably may watch more of this than I'll be watching of the Wizards Sixers series which I would also peg as a less competitive one but we'll see
1: yeah speaking of the uh, Sixers Wizards I think that's the last series to cover um yeah yeah again not not super competitive I mean it, it was actually competitive for the most part uh Bradley Beal looked really good Russell Westbrook Again, this is what happens every season, starts off not great because of an injury or just whatever, everyone thinks he's like third, the second, third best point guard in the league. Akshay literally said to me yesterday with a straight face that he's better than Damian Lillard. Like that makes no sense to me. Yes, he's, he's a great player, but he makes crunch time mistakes. And in the playoffs, those get exposed and hopefully they grab a game or two to make the series competitive. But the Sixers really, once they got their stride want went over that the the issue is is I don't know how confident I am with the Sixers moving on against these other contenders. Welcome ben Simmons club, did not finally. look very well. I, I yeah, Ben Simmons did not look aggressive. A lot of fat. Though. A lot of fat. I'm okay, sorry.
0: we're we're not getting back into that metaphor. It took us like five minutes to break that down last too. time. If,
2: if the Celtics would have lost the play-in game, they would have won yesterday against the Sixers.
1: No.
0: Um, no, I don't I don't I don't no. I think it might have been close. Not with how they played.
1: It would have been close, yes, but not, not with how Tatum dropped off in the second half.
0: I agree with your concern about the Sixers moving on, though, because with the Easter, with like what I would say are pretty definitively the top three Eastern Conference teams, there's just really obvious flaws with all of them. And the Sixers are not exempt. Mm-hmm. Like they're the one seed, but like Ben Simmons, it's really hard to have a bet when one of your best players is like not shoot. You have to shoot. That's like an yeah. essential skill. And the problem is,
1: he doesn't even have a post game. He doesn't even have like a hook shot or something. The the only time I saw him really try and do something, he, he got pushed out to almost the, the free throw line when he tried to do a hook. It, it You don't even need a three-pointer, honestly. You just need to be a, a scoring threat in the half court, or else it's literally 4v5 in crunch time.
0: Yeah, it's like that, having just, Andre Drummond to, on
1: the court, but better on defense.
0: To, to steal a Stephen A. line, he um, about Kwame Brown. He doesn't have a post move that he can like put to memory and do two times in a row, and that's really bad. Yeah,
1: it's really bad. And I I would slightly push back on your thing about the East contenders because I think the the Nets kind of showed us that they they may be the favorites because our 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 main concern about the Nets was health and defense, and. Health, I'm kind of going to put to the side because we now have health issues for almost every single contender. Jazz, Suns, Lakers, um, not the Clippers. I can't think of anything there, but um, but I mean the the Nets, uh, the Sixers, kind of. But well, you yeah. know, yeah. But I if, if we if we take it at face value that we think that um, everyone will come back to at least a serviceable level, then the Nets will easily be good enough offensively, and their defense. Was so surprisingly good. Blake Griffin was a good Kevin small ball Durant five. Kevin Durant, Durant, Durant was, great was great on rebounding. On Yeah, and I think I think that's something we, we haven't put enough enough thought into, is that if James Harden runs the offense enough, Kyrie Irving takes some of the scoring load off, Kevin Durant can put some of his energy into playing defense. And it and it works. So they, I they just need- want
0: to note. Know- I just want to note really quick on defense, though. It's not like exactly like they're guarding a number one offense right now. Like this, the, the, the Celtics okay, offense is not going to stack down. up. It's not going to stack up to some of the other offenses that have to go to guard if they want to continue in the playoffs. And that's when gonna be, and there's going to be more wear and tear on them in later series. Give I don't Evan think, I know, I, I mainly agree that it was respect. better than we would think. But what?
2: Give Evan Fournier some respect.
1: Evan Fournier uh, is one of the worst playoff performers of all time. Okay, he, he did not do well.
2: Wasn't, was yeah, like he hasn't really played in a real playoff game, though. He just almost He's played magic-
1: 13 playoffs game and he playoff games, and he is one of the lowest PRs of any uh, player who's gotten actual minutes in 13 games in history.
2: Those magic teams were not playoff teams, even though they did win a game against the Raptors, who won the championship and the box last there those the magic i'm, I'm sorry but
1: sure. if you're if you're a solid player then if you're a solid player in a, in a playoff series with with bad players around you that will be shown in statistics it it will show that you had a solid series when over the last two seasons that um, the magic have played in the first round against the raptors and bucks did we ever talk about Evan fournier
2: i can't say i'm no, talking about didn't. That, anybody on their
1: whole roster I, well, exactly. That's what I'm saying is that even even with like this this Grizzlies team, let, let's say they get swept. We're still going to be talking about Jaw because well, they can't cool. get swept because they already won a game. I'm saying get swept after this. Oh, after like this? Like get gentlemen swept. Like how the after- Magic did. There are many concerns for the Celtics, but I think that sort of wraps up talking about uh, the game ones. Uh, by the time we come back, uh, a lot of game twos will happen. Maybe we'll even get some game threes. Um, oh, yeah. Who did you guys think uh, who who's who's had the best playoff so far, and who's had the worst, in
2: your opinion? Teams,
1: no, the players.
2: Oh, I think Devin Booker should get the the Game One MVP. Right? Who else would it be?
1: Uh, Luke Doncic for Trae me. Trey Young,
2: Trey Young could be up there. Trey's up there. I'm going Trey, yeah, Luka, I
0: would agree Booker. with any of those.
1: I'm gonna give Booker credit
2: for stepping up when Paul went down and. Because I think I think that like that that game one was a huge, just uh, like like the like trendsetter for the rest of that series. Like it was a statement
1: Phoenix, game for the young guys.
2: Yeah, if Phoenix loses that game, then the Lakers are probably going to win the series in five, maybe six. But I think Phoenix now is saying, "All right, like, we know you. We know that you're the defending champions, but we're Phoenix, and we're not bad either, and we're coming for you. So go Phoenix."
1: Yeah, and I think. I can speak for all of us when I say that the worst performers is probably the poo-poo platter of power forwards. Uh yeah, Randall, I didn't even this we Davis, brought for the earlier, but that they were I think the three worst performers out of out of any team. But yeah, we're I think uh by by this time next week we'll have a better uh, better understanding of sort of how these series are gonna go and the next couple of games will be very fun.